You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. And it's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's Monday, and Chris Meany, when last we left everyone on Friday before the weekend, oh, we gave out a home run call, and it was Edwin Encarnacion. And all he did was go yard and not just yard, but the big boy, the grand slam. It was feeling good on Friday, Meanie. Oh, man, that's the best kind of home run call. A grand slam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a good call by you for sure. Had us into the weekend. Prime time is what what it did. It had us in the weekend feeling real good. It did. It did indeed. And uh, it was it was a good weekend for DFS. It was certainly uh, fun. We can do a quick fly around right now. But before we do, we want to remind everybody. And we'll start tweeting links out for it, too, in the next week or so. The pre-snap. This is the show you want to subscribe to if you're going to play DFS or do wagering at all or anything. Uh, I think, Chris, you and I should also do um, a show, a special in August, too, just on the over-unders for the win totals for the teams. I think that'll be helpful for people, too. Maybe that'll be our first wagering show. But we're going to be doing DFS twice a week, wagering once a week, starting in August. It's going to be rocking and rolling, ready to go for all your needs. It's the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. Make sure you're downloading the app as well so let's take a look back yesterday trey mancini with not one but two dingers so good job by him we had the rockies jump on james paxton who just can't get right this year right i mean am i crazy or has james paxton just not been the investment the yankees were trying to uh to to make this season to kind of bolster that rotation he hasn't been up to snuff I would never call you crazy, and you were dead no. on here as well. Yeah, Paxton. I mean, he's 5-5 five and five with a 4-2 ERA right now. That's where he sits. Yeah, I mean, that's not good enough. That's not what they signed up for. No question, that's not what they signed up for. And just looking through the game log, this is a guy who does not really pitch deep into any ball games. He just doesn't go deep. He gives up a lot of runs. He walks a lot of guys. That's the one thing that I've noticed with Paxton. I mean, his command is... It's not really all that good, to be honest. I mean, he can strike guys out, and he's playing for the Yankees. He should get the run support to get more W's than five. But, yeah, he's been very disappointing this year, for sure. DFS and season long. Yep. Jorge Soler went to uh, bomb again his 27th of the year. And Jose Ramirez is 10th. You know, it's funny with Soler. That's a guy when he was in the Cubs organization I was I had every year in season-long fantasy. Oh, I had all the Jorge Soler shares. I'm like, this guy's going to be a stud. This guy's going to be a stud. And I kept waiting and waiting, and finally I just threw my hands. I was like, enough. I'm out. I'm not going to do it anymore. And now he's got 27 bombs here, and it's not even August 1st. That's incredible. Plus, your boy Jose Ramirez having a pretty damn good July. Yeah, he really is hitting 317. He's got five homers, 14 runs, 16 RBIs. All those numbers are more than he had in any other month previous uh, up to the up to date, right? And even more so combined. Like he's got more home runs in July, or as many home runs in July than he had, you know, in in March, April, May, and June. So yeah, he's he's heating up. He's playing really good, and it was only a matter of time. And here we are. I know Cleveland, they won that game and Minnesota came back. But, you know, this is a team that I counted out uh, two weeks ago. They're three games behind the Twins. And Corey Kluber is close to returning. So now they're in a situation. What do they want to do? Do they want to trade Trevor Bauer? Do they just want to keep him? I don't think they do. I don't think you can because I think that's the kind of team that you just got to get in the door of the playoffs. Yeah, and then that, that rotation tough? becomes oh. – yeah, it's so tough, man. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I'll even go the other way. Not only do I think they're not going to deal him, I think they're going to be 
buyers, buyers? at the trade deadline. I do. Yeah. I think they need another bat in the worst way on that team. They so do. we shall see how that uh, shakes out there. Unless a guy like Bobby Bradley gets hot, but I don't think that's the way they want to go. But I think that might be the kind of guy they flip in a deal for a bat. So stay tuned with that. Uh, Florida's Guriel hit his 18th home run. Blake Snell got his sixth win of the year. Travis Darno with a grand slam in that game. Reese Hoskins sighting. Oh my God, Reese Hoskins. I feel like uh, we haven't talked about him in forever. I, know. I was actually looking at his numbers the other day. I'm like, wow, he's actually a top 100 fantasy player. Yeah, he's got 21 you know, dingers. Yeah, this is the quietest 21 dingers of the year. Is it is. You're right. We haven't quiet, talked about him at all. I saw the number and I went, really? 21? That's where he is? It's just, they're so useless. <laughs> like, they're so futile home runs. Speaking of home runs, how about Jose Altuve with his 14th, Michael Bradley with two of his own there as the uh, Houston Astros uh, take over the Rangers. Uh, then uh, basically, uh, you know, Cal Quantrill got his third win of the year. So that's uh, fun and exciting for you prospect towns out there. But really the story is Walker Bueller, who is at nine and one with a three, two, three ERA, 11 strikeouts in this one. And I think over, I don't know if it's over the last hundred innings or something like that. Walker Bueller's got 105 walks and eight strikeouts. So, uh, I mean, excuse 105 <laughs> strikeouts, eight walks. My apologies. Take that, flip it, reverse it. Uh, <laughs> but this is what happens when you record before I have coffee. This is pre-coffee today. I just want everybody to know this Same. is Joe Pizza Via pre-coffee. And Chris Should be Meany, a good show. pre-coffee. Should be yeah. a good show. It's, still, still be, it's, still, it's special. Special is the word I'm going to use. But anyway, <laughs> Walker Bueller has been brilliant. Everyone talks about Ryu season, but I think Walker Bueller's is just – this is the guy I think next year. You can draft him as an ace. You can look at him and just say, this is the guy. Like this guy, you can build a rotation around for the next – five, six years. He's the guy you want in LA going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think there was some hesitation with him being drafted as an ace this year, but I think you and I were on board as like a top 12, 15 pitcher for sure. And yeah, he's been unbelievable. He had a rocky start, but he's turned it around. He's been great at home. I mean, the Dodgers are phenomenal. We're ta- we haven't even talked about Kershaw really all year and we haven't needed to because they've got a guy like Ryu and, and Walker Bueller. So yeah, yeah the Dodgers, I'm interested to see what they do over these, like at the trade deadline in about 10 days or so. Interested to to see what they do as a team i know they're loaded uh but they probably need another bullpen arm so we'll, we'll see what happens with them because obviously they've been really close the past couple years losing in the world series it's starting to feel seasons. like their year because this is another one where you yes. put kershaw ryu walker bueller together and maybe you know if a rich hill can ever get healthy you throw him in the bullpen and some other guys maybe that's how you end up bolstering some of the bullpen with some of those yep. uh or some of the kids like dustin may maybe you have him come up uh, but AJ Pollock's been good since he's been he's back. Been sixth home run. Peterson with his twenty third. Muncie with his twenty sixth. His team just rolls. Trout is his thirty second. And last but not least, I'm getting tons of questions about this. In the Braves game, Acuna went yard, but the story was Kevin Gossman, who came back first start, eight uh, Ks. And Gossman was a guy I was really into to start the season, and then he just absolutely was terrible. So maybe it was a mechanical thing. Maybe it was a confidence thing. Maybe it was both. But AKs against the Nationals, scoreless innings there. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to think maybe on a DFS stance, we we buy back in here while they're getting good and it's super cheap. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it will be cheap. And I think we should I mean he's got the Phillies next. Uh, I think that's a winnable matchup. And you gotta remember I was in on him too to start the season, but it's everything started slow. He was behind the eight ball right away. He was hurt. He missed some time. He had a good, a good couple first outings. I, I know one was against Miami, but it was very encouraging. Then he missed some time with the, with an injury. So now he's back. I watched a lot of that start yesterday. He was on point. He looked great. He looked really sharp. Blossy was there. Uh, he was mowing down guys. So, I mean, he, he walks away with 
with eight strikeouts, only gave up the one one against uh, one run against Washington. So yeah, I'm on board with him. And I think you know, for people who are hurting in season long formats, they need somebody. I think you know you could roster him and start him in different spots. I mean, you don't need to start him in tough, tough spots, especially in head-to-head formats. You could avoid that situation. But uh, you know, with the landscape of the pitching out there, I think he could help somebody out. Yeah, in the second not, half not to mention the, as a secondary pitcher on DK, the price is going to be right for a little while here. It and is. then you know you're going to get good run support. You're going to get a good defensive team behind him. And there's Great a lot defensive team. There's a lot to like there when you're yeah. talking about Gossman here. And it's a short window. It's a short window where he's a value and a good ROI, and then it might go to a place where it's not so much. So we'll figure that out as we go. But it's certainly something that I'm glad we kind of brought to light here and talked about. And and that's the thing, you know, sometimes you're right about a player; it just takes a little longer to be right. So you know, don't uh, don't lose hope too quickly. And Gossman was a guy that the Orioles just screwed. I mean, he was up and down yeah. between the minor leagues and the major leagues, in and out between the bullpen and the rotation. They had no plan for him. It was a disaster. This kid should be a solid number two starter in the major leagues right now in terms of talent, but he's just, he, it's been impossible for him to get in a run. And last year, the second half, you saw it and you thought, oh my God, maybe it's finally happening. And he was so bad this year. So hopefully this is the beginning of good things for Gossman and uh, his ability to be used in daily fantasy. So speaking of using people in daily fantasy, let's use a bunch right now because it's a new day. Yes, it is. It's Monday. Let's get after it. Chris, I think we finally hit it. It might be Peter Lambert day. Oh my goodness. It could be. It's on the road in Washington against Eric Feedy. I think I'm ready. I think I can do it. I think we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Can we use Peter Lambert somewhere? Get this, get this. Uh, He's four, six on DK today. Four, six. Come on, let's do it. There's a couple guys that are in that range in, in the mid fours that, you know, kind of make you think twice about rostering them because, you know, what we've been saying all year, I mean, we want to get some bats. There's been some runs scored. I mean, overs are hitting left, right, and center. They're setting records in Major League Baseball. So I was looking a little bit deeper into his numbers. Obviously, you know, the the six ERA, you know, has a lot to do with just he's pitched mostly at home this year, and that's what we talked about. He's always pitching at home. It means a lot of 43 hits, 24 runs, nine homers, and 35 innings. But this is just his third start this season on the road. I have some interest, but he just he's just not striking a lot of guys out. That's the only thing. Know, only but five eight per. But he is 46. Six. I guess you just you have to make the choice. Do you feel better with Peter Lambert or do you feel better with the Von Nova against Miami? It's one of the two. Oh, it's Peter Lambert. It's not even close. <laughs> okay, it's fine because it's they're both four close. eight, four six. I think you take a shot on one of the two. That's what I'm saying. Like you take that salary 100%. cap savings on DraftKings as your secondary pitcher. You roll them out with whatever you want to do. You want to go Clevenger, you want to go Garrett Cole, Erod, fine. But I think you do take a shot with one of these two guys. And and you know the Rockies. I wouldn't you know, trust the Von Nova dogs. with a bucket of water in a fire. That's I fair. wouldn't trust him. I don't that's, trust him. With that's anything. absolutely fair. Yeah, no, I get I it. Know I, that's a real metaphor, but I just, I don't, like I said, pre <laughs> coffee, strange things come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he's been good against righties. Lefties have, have kind of eaten him up a little bit, but there's only a couple lefty bats in this lineup, like Soto and Adams. I expect those guys to play and, and Adam Eaton is not a scary bat by all means at this point of his career he just he just hasn't had a good season so what a, what an awful trade that was i mean i i said it at the time i was like this is one of the worst trades i've ever seen just from the standpoint of how do you deal three pitching prospects for a, a mid-range outfielder yeah there's no like, need it's like they panic they were just panicking like you, to try you could to have built one one pitching prospect maybe yeah. and i know they haven't all panned out but you know, Dunning hasn't done anything, and uh, I forget who was the other guy in that trade. Was it? It wasn't Ronaldo Lopez, was it? 
Am I? Yeah, it was Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, it was Ronaldo Lopez. And then Giolito's had a fantastic run this year, coming back down to earth a little bit. But it was the principle of you could have gotten more. Why would you do that? Stupid. But look, I, I look. Yesterday, Washington yeah, Nationals cool. got got basically pwned by uh, Kevin Gossman. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to go home. They're beaten up a little bit. And I think that they're going to get pwned again here by this lineup. I think the, the lefties in this lineup here, Murphy, David Dahl, I'm going to go back to those guys. They're very yes, good values yes. on DK today. Outstanding values. 3-3 three, three for David Dahl. Are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, on, on FanDuel. So go for it. Daniel Murphy's just three. Uh, you can get involved with this a ton. I'm not saying Peter Lambert's a standalone arm on FanDuel. I'm not saying that. or refuse to say it. But I'm saying He's a, he's a secondary arm on DK tonight for me. Finally, we finally got to do it. All right, Daniel Ponce de Leon, will he discover a victory against Trevor Williams? I don't know, Chris. What are your feelings on these two guys? Any <laughs> any love or interest in this game with the struggling Cardinals? Yeah, are they ever struggling? They got a uh, win yesterday, though. I mean, I guess they just they just, Yeah, but Descalfani struck out 11. I know. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> really he's not a big strikeout guy. I know he has been lately. I think he had a 9K outing against Milwaukee. He's been a little bit better lately, but at, at not at 9K, I can't get, you know, behind Dillion. But you go look at Fandle at 6-7. I mean, it's kind of interesting if you're looking for that value, Contrarian. But again, you, you can't feel great about him being your one arm. It's just, it's, I think I can do it in tournaments on Fandle, but not on DraftKings. Like, he, I won't go there at 9K. There's, there's absolutely no no way i'm gonna spend 9k on him no i i agree and trevor williams is off the board i don't care that st louis is struggling i'm not gonna go there either starring Marte's at three nine josh bell is at four on FanDuel in that lineup so getting some discount there with those guys still uh also uh you know brian reynolds has cooled off for that hot run he had at three two so uh look if you, if you want to go against Elion, you can uh goldschmidt down a three three again so he was up and now back down against Trevor Williams. I still say it's worth the flyer. What do you say, Chris? Yeah, there's, you know what? There's a lot of, I've been pumping the Cardinals on TQ. I know they're struggling and it really, it, it hasn't totally worked out. It's been hot or cold. I know they scored some runs uh, a few games ago. And then yesterday they kind of looked brutal at times at the plate, even though scoring some runs later on, there's just a lot of value in this lineup on FanDuel. I mean, look at it. I mean, you got Edmund at the top at two, nine, Jose Martinez, who went yard the other day at two, eight, you mentioned Goldsmith. You got Tyler O'Neill swinging a good bat hit and clean up two, seven, you go down the lineup, Colton Wong, 2-5. DeYoung hit a couple home runs. Ever since he was moved into the 7-6 spot, he's had, I mean, he had back-to-back games of the home run, I think one grand slam, so maybe he's starting to get going again. It was a really cold six weeks. And you look at Trevor Williams, they got an ERA at six at home, and, you know, lefties are hitting 325 against them. So I think there's an opportunity. Maybe you want to go Wong as a standalone guy. We talked about him the other day. I, I think that they make for a contrarian stack in on FanDuel because they're just so cheap. You can you can match just three of them up with some heavy, heavy hitters and a solid pitcher. Yeah, I'll tell you what, too. As you want to talk about uh, some uh, big pitching, how about Mike Clevenger? 10 2 yeah, tonight against exactly. the Blue Jays. I love this matchup for him. He's going against Ryan Baruki. And uh, look, Jose Ramirez at 3 8 on Fandle, I think is a great investment. He's still super, I think, cheap considering the run he's been on. Uh, Francisco Lindor at 3 9. I'm loving the Indian stack tonight on the road in Toronto with Clevenger. Give me Lindor. Give me Santana. Give me Ramirez. I'll go every other one there. And I, I think you could do that very easily. None of these guys are above four over on the DK side. Obviously, always a little bit different of a story, but not impossible. Uh, Jose Ramirez, 4-2. Lindor, 4-5. Santana, 4-3. Clevenger, though, 12,000. So I think you can make Clevenger work. If you have a guy like Lambert and you're going to go heavy all in on Colorado, all in on Cleveland, 
Keep it simple. I think you could do that. It's a little bit shorter of a slate being Monday. Over on FanDuel, it's very user-friendly for cash or tournaments at 10K. I think you can get Clevenger in there quite easily and some of those lefty bats at Colorado, too, if you want. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love Cleveland. Yeah, you nailed it. Get all these guys in your lineup, for sure. I mean, Lupla's got a – he's got a the third highest Woba against left-handed hitter pitching, and he's hitting that cleanup spot every time they face a lefty. I mean, he's just like – yeah, he's a two eight. Talk about a yeah, lineup builder. You're yeah, right. You're it's like a little right bit of a loop. punt play there. It's it's great. Yeah, he's we love responsible punting here. We love it. Responsible punting makes for great tournament lineups. You yeah, know, it does. I, punt. I would rather you know spend up. We're gonna get to Cole in a second, and Cole's great. But I'd rather spend up on bats today, like Colorado and Cleveland, than than spend up on Cole personally. I think this is a really good spot for the Indians. Talked about them off the top of the show. They're rolling. They're scoring runs and. I mean, it's not a coincidence that they're rolling because Jose Ramirez is rolling. Like, he's a big part of that lineup. It's a watered-down lineup. We talked about that at the start of the year. They've missed a lot of guys from their lineup. Yeah. They're only going now. Yeah, and, and they also missed the presence of Edwin Encarnacion. I said it at the beginning oh, of the year. Yeah. Brantley, said too. All through. And Brantley, too. You know, Brantley is another one of those guys who I think is very underrated. And you see how good he's been with Houston. But a very underrated player. Got a lot of, you know, a lot of knock because of the injuries. And that's fair. You know, he yeah. had missed a lot of time. But when that guy's on the field, he's a very, very solid player. And, you know, you think about the Indians, too. In baseball, we always say on this show, is a game of streaks, right? And the Indians were supposed to be a, a juggernaut team, one of these great teams this year in the American League, and it was just a disaster. But that doesn't mean they're still not the same team that we thought they could be with that pitching staff. And slowly but surely, as they get pitchers healthy and get things back going here and get some of the bats going that were so bad earlier in the year, all of a sudden now, it, I think they're going to have a huge second half here. I really do. They're already starting up that way. I think they're going to roll through. And they're, I don't know if they're going to catch where the Twins are and all that. I don't know. If, but it's hard not to imagine them making a serious run here in the playoffs. Because and I the think division is garbage, too. Because, yeah. and, I mean, if they're going to face the White Sox and the Royals and, you know. A White Sox and Royals pitching there. staffs just can't hold up. They exactly. Can't. They can't yeah. compete. Eduardo Rodriguez, Jalen Beeks in this one. Uh, you got J.D. Martinez at 3-9. Continuously, J.D. Martinez getting so undervalued. Cheaper. I don't know. Cheaper and cheaper. Why is he getting cheaper? It's like, I don't know. It's like, come on. It's on sale. It's don't you like J.D. Martinez? To, to grab J.D. Not only that, he's on sale, too, on DK at 4-1. I mean, when's the last time you see 4-1 J.D. Martinez? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Take and it. Just take it against yeah. the lefty tonight to start the game anyway. Come on. That's that's the one thing, too. I mean, for Beeks, he's going to play. He's probably going to pitch two or three innings. He's not going to be your typical one-inning opener. So maybe J.D. sees him twice. And FYI, 354 average for J.D. against lefties so far this season. I mean, we've we've known for a couple of years now he just crushes lefties. A 467 Woba. <laughs> I mean, so it's yeah, just ask it for get him I know it's there. not a great ballpark factor. I don't care. Right. I mean, like, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Is there anything else in this one for you? Because, uh, you know, uh, he, just, I mean, just Austin the Meadows getting dropped down the lineup for Travis Darno hitting at the top now. I don't know. Yeah, I know. How do you feel wow. about that? <laughs> yeah, not great. You can't love that as a what as world a are we living owner. in. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, Travis Darno, too. I think it was a few days ago. He had the two home runs against the Yankees as well from the leadoff spot. He's, it seems like he's kind of locked in there for now. Not really feeling too much on the Rays side. They have the the second highest strikeout against left-handed pitching. I, I have a little bit of interest in Erod from a tournament standpoint. He is your tournament arm. We talk about him all the time as a tournament arm. But Chavis, yeah. Bradley, these guys are are punt guys, uh, tournament, you know, cash savers. I'm not going to go there with Andrew Benatendi anymore. Not against a lefty. I mean, so, I wouldn't be shocked if he sits. No. 
he he sat the other day when Boston faced a lefty in Baltimore. I mean, that's the kind of confidence they have in this guy right now. He's just he's just not swinging a good bat, and I just can't get there. He just doesn't have that power. You know, we're talking about guys right. that have struggled like Ramirez and Chris Davis and Goldschmidt, like to get on them. They at least have power to go yard and return investment, and exactly. you're going to get them low owned. Ben Attendee just. He's a ground ball hitter. He's a good hitter. He's just a guy struggling right now. Yeah, and he'll break out of it eventually. But uh, Travis Darno at the top of the lineup at two nine on Fanduel, I can get involved with too. Even on DK at three eight, I think he's he's decent enough. I love Eduardo as a, as a standalone pitcher uh, at eight K. I don't love his DK price at eleven. I mean, he's ten point nine. That's yeah. that's a lot. Agreed. Like if, Agreed. If I'm going to spend that much, like I, <laughs> I might as well just go up to the board and get Clevenger or Cole. And take any any question out of it. CC Zabathia against Martin Perez, a battle of two lefties in Minnesota today. Uh, Eddie Rosario at four nine on DK in this one uh, on the FanDuel side. He is uh, three nine, so a big difference there. Getting a nice discount on Rosario because the lefty lefty matchup. And I point this out because you know sometimes you take those shots on the lefty lefties. You don't let everything scare you off every time. But this lineup is always different when Rosario's in it. Rosario's back in it. Therefore, uh, I actually think this could be a competitive game. What are you looking out for? I know the Yankee lineup is is very uh, intimidating when you see it. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of righty bats at the bottom of this order. Torres, Yershela, uh Hicks is a switch hitter. You got Encarnacion, you got Sanchez, Judge, LeMahieu. I mean, this is, this is a very right-handed lineup, and, and that's without Stanton in it. So when you look at this, is this going to be a long night for Martin Perez or what? I, I think it's going to be a long night for both pitchers. We've got a total of 11 right now. That could jump up. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. <laughs> I think the it's over a, on 11. I think it's a pretty good call. Um, looking at CC Sabathia first and just taking a look. He, I mean, he's been really good at home. A 2.60 ERA over 45 home innings. But on the road, it's a different story. Same it's pushing six. Same splits Isn't last Isn't it year. weird? It's crazy. Yeah. It's so bizarre that these things happen. But, yeah, it's the same exact thing. He was just terrible on the road last year. Yeah, and and he has been good against lefties, but I would take that shot like you just talked about with Eddie Rosario. Um, you know, he can hit lefties, no problem. And then, you know, you get a couple righty bats in there, whether, whether it's C.J. Crone, Crone and Nelson Cruz. Those are, those are the two I think I like a lot in this game because they're a little bit cheaper than some of these Yankee bats, and they hit lefties really well. They have all year. Crone has mashed lefties all season long. And then on the other side, some of those guys you've talked about, like Aaron Hicks, Glaber Torres. These are, these are guys that are at least fairly cheap, especially on the FanDuel side. Over on the DraftKings side, you're right. You're just not going to get much of a discount over there. I mean, there's going to be some run score. Pick your spots. But I'm kind of leaning towards Cruz and, and Crone as my guys that I want. But Perez, you're right. He's going to have a tough night as well. Yeah, I, look, there's definitely going to be offense in this one. I, I'm liking the over here. So if you can get Clevenger and pieces of this game, I, I think you can do it. Like I don't think it's that hard looking at these prices on the FanDuel side. It's not that hard. A little no. tougher on DK, but... That's why you need the price relief of a guy like Lambert. I'm telling you. And I'll tell you what, if you don't like that price relief, you want to go oppo. I don't think it's great, but I understand the oppo Homer Bailey at seven, four tonight against Garrett Cole. I get it. You know, I, I get it because maybe just maybe Homer Bailey could keep it close enough. <laughs> you know, he has one of these crazy yeah. Homer Bailey outings. I don't think it's, I prefer Lambert. I'm not even going to, I do just, too. I prefer you know, by a fair well. amount. And plus it's going to cost you another like thousand plus less to do it but i get the homer bailey thing i'm gonna fade it i think it will be popular oppo tonight personally in terms of contrarian plays but garrett cole at home he's 12-5 on on dk 11-7 on FanDuel. if you're looking for cash arm how do you feel about him tonight against that oakland a's lineup that's pretty formidable yeah it is um 
you know what? I, I don't love it. Um, I'm giving, I'm giving some respect to Oakland here. I, I, it's so hard to say anything negative about Cole. And I mean, I could predict his line and he's probably going to strike out at least seven guys and maybe we'll give up a bomb and he'll, he'll probably get a win. Cause he will get run support against Homer Bailey. I mean, it's fine, but Oakland's playing pretty good baseball right now. I, I give him a lot of respect. They've won eight of their last 10 games. I know they blew a lead in the ninth inning last night, but they're only six and a half back of Houston. I know only six and a half, but they've been playing really good baseball lately. They're a team that makes a lot of contact. I mean, they have the second fewest strikeouts in all of baseball, and the Astros now have the fewest. There's going to be a lot of contact in this game. So I, I'm fine with Cole if you want to roll him out and you just feel safe. But honestly, again, I'll just go back to get some bats. I'd rather just spend up on, on these bats, and I'm fine with Clevenger. I love the spot against the Jays. I just feel a lot better with Clevenger yeah, I think than I do lock. with Garrett Cole. Yeah, I do. I think it's a lock, and it's just – I mean, you're saving yourself like 400 bucks. There's a reason he's 12-1. I mean, right. DraftKings is all over it. They feel like it's a lock, too. Yeah. Well, FanDuel got a little bit looser, and that's what you want. By the way, Altuve up to 4K, finally again. So, yeah, that, that, finally that 3 7 three, eight. You know, he goes yard yesterday, so let's pop up to four. Sonny Gray in Milwaukee, uh, 8.6 against Chase Anderson. This is another one I struggle with because this is another guy, too, where do you like Sonny Gray at 8.6 or Eduardo Rodriguez at 8 today? I yeah, feel like, I like Eduardo Rodriguez is probably the safer to the win and the ballpark factor is probably safer, but I don't know, man. Sonny Gray has been decent. This year, and the Reds has been more than better. decent. Yeah. I he's know. been, Oh man. Look at his last four starts. I mean, he's coming off one in you Chicago. Against Sonny, the Cubs. Sonny Gray is the pitcher that the Yankees wish they were getting with Paxton. This year. <laughs> well, he called them out earlier in the year. Like he called them out. He said that, you know, they wanted him to use the slider more and they were, they were wanting him to pitch a certain way and it, it just wasn't working. And some of the arms that the Yankees have brought in lately and, you know, have been disappointing. Like Gray, we, we talked about Paxton. So I don't know what's going on there with, you know, their pitching staff and some of the some of the coaching that's going on. But Sonny Gray is he looks phenomenal. I mean, he's got a ground ball rate that's 56 percent, which is key for pitching in Milwaukee. He's coming off the start in Chicago where he had AK only gave up two runs and two hits. The start before that, he was in Colorado, gave up one run, struck out nine. The start before that against these Brewers at home in Cincy, 12K through eight and eight scoreless, only gave up four hits. So this is a guy that is completely in a groove right now. He's been unbelievable. He's actually faced Milwaukee twice this season. His first outing against the Brewers came in Milwaukee, right. and it was, was six good. scoreless and yeah. 9K. So he's passed every test this year. Multi-entry tournaments tonight, your secondary pitcher, Sonny Gray, or your standalone pitcher, Sonny Gray, I'm good with this. Yeah. I'm good with this, and I, I think you, you may be also – Continue on the whole Suarez Puig thing because those guys have been pretty good. Maybe you, you load up those three reds and and you go to war with that. Obviously, Yelich at home is always good, but if I'm going to buy into Sunny Gray, that means I got to think that Yelich is not going to be the guy tonight. So, right, uh, I do like Keston Hero still, uh, but he's moved up all the way up to 4K. So you're not getting any discounts there with him. He's up to five four on DK if you can believe it. I mean, that's just mind blowing. But yeah, it's it's just madness. And that's why I mean. The DraftKings is just tough, man. This is it really is. tough it's baseball so wise tight. this year. Yeah. It's so tight, dude. Like, and and I understand, like from a pitching standpoint, there it's a little different structurally. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I just we we tend to just keep pushing on the Fanduel because we want people to win here on on deck. That's what we want. We want you to win. We don't want you to just play everywhere. We want you to play and win. Uh, anything else from this Reds Milwaukee game before we move on? No, that's it. I think you nailed it. I mean, right. Chase Anderson has a has a high fly ball rate and hard hit rate, so I think you can you know don't overlook the Reds. Don't overlook them. All right, Trevor Richards, Ivan Nova in this White Sox at home against the Marlins. 
you know, I mean, you would think there's going to be some offense here. You would think I some mean, of the, the highest total... totals I've ever seen from Miami all year. Four, I know you got a four or eight from each of them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like here, here's my approach to this. Like I'm going to cherry pick Yo Moncada at three, seven. Yeah. And I'm, I might even might, might even possibly consider AJ Reed at two, four because of the power he's got. Yeah. And then after that, I don't know where I cherry pick from Miami. Can you cherry pick from Miami outside of, I mean, Howard Ramirez has been dropped down all the way to the to eight spot. I was I was thinking about Garrett Cooper at these five K. Like, I'm not going to spend five thousand dollars on Garrett Cooper. Like, I know he's a good hitter. I know Nova has a 70 RA at home and lefties are hitting 320 off him. Righties are hitting 325. Like, absolutely. Everybody has crushed this guy. But I mean, Royce at the top. Walker three five like these are the guys that would take shots at Castro three six if Curtis Granderson plays three four like I know at least he has a little bit of pop in his bat in Chicago right now the wind's blowing out 15 miles an hour to the right I mean that's significant uh, for a guy in Nova who can't keep the ball out of the park you know in the park you know what I mean he's he's really struggled so those are the guys I would take the shot on but I'm not doing any cash I'll say that like I don't care that they have a 4.8 team applied total and they're going against Avon Nova like I'm not going to roll out Miami and cash but those are some guys and again beat the drum over on the FanDuel side look at these guys there's not one hitter on Miami over 3k nope not nope. one so nope. you want to go you love Garrett Cole you don't care about Oakland and their strikeout right go ahead roll out Cole roll roll out Clevenger and have three or four of these bats and then you can have whatever Colorado bat you want whatever Cleveland bat you want whatever Red Sox bat you can easily stack minnesota and the yankees and have just two or three miami bats in there and, and you're on your way like it's it's crazy the, the difference on DraftKings and fanduel is it's right here it's, in front it's of you crazy it's crazy uh one other big difference too we talk about differences robbie ray at nine six i think very much in play at home tonight against the orioles i actually really like this matchup for him uh and, and robbie ray even though we call him robbie five and two thirds he's been better lately he really he he's, on a, he's on a better run so take advantage of it, but but on DK Chris, that price goes from nine six to eleven four. So I mean, when you're here's the thing, <laughs> like that's eleven. He's eleven four. Clevenger's twelve one, and Garrett Cole's twelve five. So just from the perspective of the way the slate works, you're saving a thousand dollars tonight in cash with him. I don't hate it if you just want to like get off the high ownership of Clevenger and and Garrett Cole. That's fine. But man, Robbie Ray's got to be really good. <laughs> like he's really, he, he can't be Robbie Ray five and two thirds at 11 no. four. And that's, that's where I struggle with this one, dude. Yeah. Oh, good point. I don't blame you for struggling. It's tough. Yeah. He's <laughs> I mean, nine, be... six, I'm in. Nine, yeah. Six, nine, six, I'm, I'm in too. Pitcher. I really yeah. like that. I think he's a strikeout upside. We love that about him. I don't, I don't know, man. I think I like Jake Lamb at two, nine, two as a, you know, jump on board with him. Um, yeah. I mean, Marte's expensive, but. You know, Christian Walker at three five in the middle of this lineup too. The potentially yep. there, there's some there's some love there, but man, it's drastically different. Yeah, it really is. And I'm with you. I agree. I can't get there on DraftKings. I'd rather just find a way to, to squeeze in Clevenger, drop down to maybe Erod, get contrarian with Sonny Gray, and yeah, just kind yeah. of avoid Robbie Ray at eleven four. Because you're right, he does need to be absolutely perfect. He does to return that value. He can't go five. Sonny Gray is the sneaky four. one today. Sonny yeah, Gray is the one that people is... are going to look at Milwaukee again. They're going to forget how good he's been there. They're going to forget, like, they're going to – it's hard It's hard to shake negativity off a guy like Sonny Gray after a couple of years of being bad. But he's been good. He's, he's really been, has. He's been All right, really last good. two matchups here, you've got the uh, 
You got the Seattle Mariners and Marco Gonzalez at home against Adrian Sampson. The Rangers is a lefty against the Rangers. So is that a pass for you tonight? Yeah, it is. I don't want, yeah. I'm not interested in Gonzalez, but you're, the Rangers all of a sudden have lost seven straight. They look completely checked out. I mentioned that game that they gave up. <laughs> they like got Joey Gallo runs. back and then they haven't been as good. It's so they, weird. Yeah, they've been brutal. I mean, they have a dead last average against left-handed pitching. So I can't get behind even a contact guy like Gonzalez. I just can't yeah. do it. And Adrian Sampson, I thought about at 4-1. I was thinking about him because again, I was looking, I knew we were going to go Lambert. I just knew because we've been talking about him all year. Getting all year. When can we do it? I yeah, want to do, do, do it. So, I, do I mean, it. it makes sense to do it since we've been talking about it. And then Nova at 4 8. And then all of a sudden it was like Samson at 4 1. It's like, my oh. goodness. And I imagine people are going to try Samson because look at the Seattle lineup. It's not great. It's not a good lineup. No, I know there's not. a lot of lefties and Samson hasn't been good himself, but he has had a couple outings this season where it was like, whoa, we're like, where did that guy come from? And in particular, there was a start against Kansas City where he had 11K. There was a start recent, recently against the Rays where he had 7K. Um, there's been a couple outings where he's been decent. Uh, but even still, just looking at the track a record. Variables. Yeah, a lot. And he hasn't started in a long time. So I just completely avoid this game altogether. You want to get some some it's lefty a bats. Like, a W. That's my we'll go back. It's like, it's very Lambert, Lambert, I think, you know, is a guy who could be a very – Good quality start, nationally ballpark, all that stuff, you know, all yeah. that, you know, no DH. Uh, last but not least, the Cubs, Alec Mills against Sean Anderson. Uh, are we continuing to roll here with uh, the San Francisco Giants? Is the Alex Dickerson is now uh, potentially in this lineup too at 3 2. You got Yastrzemski getting dropped down. He's at 3 1. Uh, Buster Posey at 2 6. Brandon Belt at 2 9. So lots of love on the FanDuel side for these guys. Uh, they're obviously way more expensive than I want to get involved in San Francisco, but. Uh, how do you feel about the San Francisco uh, Giants versus the Cubs on this last uh, game on the slate for us? Uh, I'll probably stay away from Giants here. I'm not crazy about Alec Mills, and he doesn't have a, a huge sample size, but I, I, you know, a, a career ground ball rate of 51% pitching in San Fran may not see a lot of home runs. And Sean Anderson gives up a lot of contact. So if I'm going to go anywhere, it will be Cubs. I, I know that it's in San Fran, but right now I'm liking the Cubs on the money line, only minus 112. I think, you know, they're not getting a ton of respect. And then if you if you're playing in the late slate, you know, I would just spend up on maybe, you know, obviously the big dogs in here like Baez and Rizzo. Those are the two I like. All right. Uh, betting lines besides the uh, over in the Twins game. What else are we looking at? <laughs> yeah, over in the Twins for sure. I think we could take a shot with Colorado on the road. Um, I, I, I think we're on board there to, you know, take the Rockies. I like St. Louis on the road as well. I like Cleveland. I think you can take them by a couple runs today. I think you can get pretty cocky, take them by two or three runs, increase your odds. I like the Red Sox on the road. I'm going to stay away from this Oakland-Houston game, but, uh, you know, anytime Garrett Cole is on the hill, like he just, Vegas really gives them a ton of respect. I just can't get behind minus 250 right now. It's huge, huge favorites. I think Oakland could actually hang. Definitely the over, as we talked about, Minnesota and New York. I like the under. I'm going to go with the Reds and the under in Milwaukee. I'm going to go all in with Sonny Gray in the upset there. I'm going to take Arizona at home, and I'm going to take the Cubs on the road and just stay away from Texas and Seattle. Those are just two brutal ball teams. All right, so let's do it. It's that time again to call our shot. We're coming off on hot Friday when uh, we went into the weekend with Edward Encarnacion going grand slam on my call. So I'm going to try to stay hot with uh, J.D. Martinez, who's super cheap. He should be owned everywhere. The J.D. Martinez sale is on. It's on DK. It's on FanDuel. And I want to buy him on the sale. I love things on sale. Who doesn't? Come on, everybody likes things. Just 
things taste better, look better. Everything's better on sale, right, Chris? I mean, come on. Buy yeah, one, I'm, get one free. Everybody loves that stuff. So J.D. Martinez is my guy tonight, Chris. I'm a, I'm a bargain shopper as well. I like to find the deals. And J.D. Martinez, <laughs> under 4K. What is going on? You can come on? on board with me if you want to just do it. Going wanna, on? We've never no, no, done no. this. We've no, we haven't. Okay. No, we haven't. And right. I love it. It's a great call. I mean, we're just talking about him and smashing lefties. I'm going to go Jose Ramirez. Why not? We've been talking him up for <laughs> a couple That was my weeks. other one. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, you know what? I thought maybe you would go there. But, I mean, he he's not going to break the bank either at 4-2 on DraftKings. Fine, whatever. But on FanDuel, he's still under 4-3-8 against the Jays and this pitching staff. So, absolutely. Jose that was, that was, my, that was my number two. Right Hilarious. That was what I was going back and forth. And that's why we do the show, baby. That's, that's, why, we're, yeah. that's why we're on deck. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. And, again, subscribe to Pre-Snap, too. We're only a couple weeks away from starting that bad boy up. Super exciting. So That'll do it for us. Make sure you go get your fantasy football black book 2019 on Amazon. We yes. just updated it too this weekend. Updated cheat sheets with Tyreek Hill. Updated for all the guys. So all August now you are ready to go rock and roll. Early RPV was in the book. Now it's all been updated as well. So when you buy the book, you can have the updated RPV and the cheat sheets. Just got updated this weekend too if you purchase those. So go to Amazon right now. Go get your black book 2019. And follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17, at Chris Meany, and at Star App. There's nothing left for us to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.